What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Anime Nerd. And man, did I have a great week this week. Oh, your boy went to an Anime Expo 2019 up in Los Angeles, California. And let me just say, I was impressed. And of course, naturally, so I will go into more in detail on why I'm impressed. And so in this podcast, but moving on, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know what this podcast is going to be about. So this podcast is going to be about my anime expo experience of 2019, the my very first American emphasis on the American expo, because I did went to an uh, anime expo in Japan in 2017. So, or was it? Yeah, 17. And let's just say I had a blast there. But this one, this one, I definitely learned a lot. Uh, what to do and what not to do in the anime expo. Also, in today's podcast, the finally and finally the final wait. Huh, I can't even say anything. The final wait is finally over for the Fire Force and Doctor Stone anime. And let's just say these two anime will be. I'm predicting power hidden, but naturally, so I'm gonna go and break down the segment and give you my opinion of the Fire Force and my opinion of Doctor Stone. And go on from there. So you guys definitely stay tuned because I'm promising you this one will be a very interesting podcast indeed. All right. So grab your popcorn, grab water, use the restroom, do whatever you got to do and hurry back because I will be starting real soon. Hey, welcome to Anime Nerd. Please subscribe to this podcast for weekly reviews on all of your favorite anime, manga and games. See you soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so what we're going to start off with is my review on the new shows. First up is going to be Fire Force, and then I'm going to separate it with Dr. Stone in another segment. So, Fire, Fire, Fire Stone, Fire Force, sorry. So, Fire Force, for those of you guys that don't know, is a brand new series, pretty much, um, from the creator of Soul Eater. And it had the same artwork, kind of same style as Soul Eater. I have to admit, though, this this series right here, I ain't gonna lie. I don't know much about the manga as much, but from what I saw from the beginning, um, episode one, I'm pretty sure this is gonna be a series that's gonna probably have at least three to four seasons at most. Now, when I looked up to see how many episodes there are allotted to for Fire Force, Fire Force is gonna have 24 episodes as reported from Anime News Network. And from the gist of it, they said the anime of Asushi Okubo Fire Force manga premiere on July 5th. And Funimation has the streaming rights to it. And Funimation now, meaning the English dub, will be from Funimation. And you can also see it in Crunchyroll and everything as well. So be on the lookout for that in series. So if you like the English dub, I think, I don't know if they showed it in English yet. I think they haven't released it yet for the English one. I think they're just doing sub and then they're going to do the dub. I have to see. I only saw it in sub and from what I saw, I really do enjoy it and everything like that. Um, A brief background of the series. Um, So in the, the synopsis in the year 198 of the solar era in Tokyo, special fire brigades are fighting against a phenomenon called spontaneous human combustion, where humans being are being turned into a living inferno called infernals, 
While the Infernals are your first generation case of spontaneous human combustion, later generations pose the ability to manipulate flames while retaining human form. Shinra Kusakabe, I probably pronounced the name wrong, a youth who gained the nickname Devil Footprint for his ability to ignite his feet at will, joins the Special Fire Force Company 8, which is composed of other flame users as they work to distinguish any Infernals they encounter. As the faction that is creating Infernal appear, Shira begins to uncover the truth behind the mysterious fire that caused the death of his family 12 years ago. So, like I say, it's a pretty pretty straightforward show. Definitely, definitely a show that you want to keep up with. The animation art style is amazing. I was trying to figure out how, like, how they're going to do all that fire and so, but from the gist of it, it looked like they got it down packed. Now, I think it's funny how the main character, whenever he smile or nervous, he have this like evil grin, which I can already tell is going to get him into a lot of trouble just because of that. But he can't help it. It's just something that he, that he's just naturally does. Whenever he's nervous, he don't mean anything by it, but anybody can take it as him having some type of evil intent or just being a bad human, which he's trying not to show him from the gist of what I got from the first episode alone. A um, couple of characters that I think might I might like to see more of and see their ability is the um, Maki... Maki Ozi, I think, and the one that looked like her flames are like kind of cat, like Naruto-ish from the preview from what I saw so far. Now, granted, I only seen one episode of it. I haven't read the manga, so I'm not much of a a noob when it comes to, well, much of a, a professional when it comes to knowing what's going on in the series. I just know that her ability from the opening or ending, I guess, because they technically didn't show the opening till the end. Um, or did they? I don't know. Maybe I'm getting confused. Anyway, that, that's beside the point. Um, her abilities look pretty interesting. The characters themselves seem pretty cool. The, the captain is like a chill captain, while the, va- the vice captain is a little more of a, a pompous asshole. Not really a pompous asshole, but he's more strict in everything and what he do from the gist of it. Now... The series premiered in September 2019, far as the anime. I think the manga itself began in 2015. Yeah, the manga itself began uh, September 23rd, 2015, and it has 16 volumes. So if you want to read the manga, go ahead and check it out. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure you won't be disappointed of it. Obviously, if it made it to the anime part of it, that means the manga is doing really well for itself. And clearly, if you have 16 volumes, that's pretty impressive in regards to itself after being successor of Soul Eater. So definitely go check it out. I will highly recommend it. Uh, I'll give a whole review of it once the 24 episode finish, and I will discuss it later. So we're going to take a break right here, and then we're going to move on into Dr. Stone. So... Go ahead and use the restroom or do whatever you got to do. I will be right back. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about the next series that just came out, which is Dr. Stone. So a lot of you guys have been a big fan of Dr. Stone since the manga stage. I even heard about it, but I never truly watched or, I mean, read the manga. So I can't tell you exactly 
how I think the manga is, but I'm clearly I'm gonna be the anime watcher of it until I feel like you know what enough is enough. Let me go ahead and read this manga to see what's truly going on. But from episode one being like the introduction to the whole Doctor Stone manga, I mean anime. I have to admit, it started off like a slice of life. Anything this guy was about to go confess his love. I think his name was Tai Taiju or Oki. We're just gonna call him Oki. His name was Oki, and he was about to confess his love to uh, a girl named Oagawa. And so, and he kind of ran into the main character Senku. And I gotta admit, though, with these characters, uh, for Fire Force and for Doctor Stone, these characters have this like badass. Like personality, like they could. They even though they're good, they always look bad and twisted and all that and stuff like that. But I, I really liked how their design is and then, and the concept with them being. So the main character of the series is Senku, Oki, Senshosho. Uh, I can't even say Tasaka's. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Ogawa. Um, those are gonna be the main character of the series so far, from what I from what I saw and from what I looked up. <laughs> um, being my initial thoughts of it though is it, it it got pretty interesting, especially when that whole green light came and turned everybody to a stone. And I forgot to say spoiler alert, so here's your warning. Anyway, so when that green light came and turned everybody to duck stone, and like time went by. Um, I think a couple of decades went by when everybody, no, correction, millennium went by when everybody turned into stone. So we're going to probably find out what it was and what caused it and everything like that. So progress. Um, uh, Anime News Network will also state that this show will have 24 episodes as well. And it premiered July 5th and Crunchyroll is streaming it. And Funimation will stream a similar uh, similar dub. So they have a dub version of it that Funimation is going to show. So clearly, you can either have it sub or dub as well along with it. So definitely be on the lookout for for this series. I promise to you, it, it, you won't be disappointed. I already know you won't be disappointed. But in case you guys want to know what's the synopsis on it, the synopsis is one fateful day, all the humanity were purified by a blinding flash of light. After seven millennium, high schooler Taiju awakens and finds himself lost in a world of statues. However, he is not alone. His science-loving friend, Senku, been up and running for a few months, and he got a grand plan in mind to kickstart civilization with the power of science. I forgot to say, Senku has seemed like a really smart guy. He seemed like he's going to be the main guy and main driven for what's going on in the series as far as rebuilding civilization from this like apocalyptic pot oh y'all know what I'm saying the post-apocalyptic world that he's gonna be pretty much be in charge of and trying to start everybody up because you know it, it helps to have a smart guy doing what he do can he can rebuild the world how he wants it in a way. So I guess it's a win-win situation for them. So in case you guys want to know a little bit more uh, I believe it said from what I saw that Dr. Stone started in 2017, March 6, 2017, a day after my birthday. So, you know, you know what? I automatically like the show. It's my favorite. It's a March baby in a way. Um, and everything like that. 
So it's going to be listed on 24 episode for the manga. They have 10 volume listed as of right now. I believe it's still continue and everything like that. So it's never too late to go ahead and read it and also just watch the anime because it just started. Um, little side note before I go on to my experience in the anime expo. Um, Haiku, um, the third season will be getting a dub finally. And I know they're doing the fourth season or, yeah, I believe they're going to be starting the fourth season too. So definitely be on the lookout for that and everything like that. And I know other show like Made in Abyss and so is having a dub as well. So definitely just be on the lookout for those type of stuff and everything like that. I promise to you guys, you guys won't be disappointed with this this year anime selection and everything that's going on but without further ado i'm gonna take a little break and then i'm gonna tell you guys my anime experience and just fyi this is just my anime experience this isn't the how to survive anime expo podcast i plan to do that with uh batman last 2002 from the wasasa and uh anime podcast so just be on the lookout once we coordinate and schedule our date because he he been doing it a lot longer than me and he can give you some tips that I myself don't even didn't even know were going to be helpful. So definitely, 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 just be on the lookout. And I can't wait to make this podcast and make it happen. All right. So just taking a break, and then we'll be back. So my day in the Anime Expo was pretty interesting, guys. For the most part, I have to say. Because, one, it was my very first time going to the Anime Expo in America, in L.A. And, two, my expectation was pretty much blown out the water. I have to say, I did not expect that many people to be there. Clearly, I I knew it was a big event, but to see all those otakus and everything, and it was just, it it was crazy. It was we were absolutely ridiculous, and I loved it. I loved seeing everybody there. Everybody had a good time. Everybody was well behaved. We ain't had no fights, no craziness happen. Which you know, I don't, I didn't really expect any fights to happen. Let's be honest here. We're a bunch of nerds trying to go see our favorite stuff, so we're not trying to lose our spot in line or anything like that. So I'm gonna tell you guys what I saw from there. Well, I got there. Um, Thursday morning around nine, and I went into line, and I kid you not, guys, that line just to get your tickets and badge holders is was ridiculous. It was wrapped around to the point like it took literally three to four hours just to get your tickets. Now that's not to get in the actual convention. That line over by itself was about three to four hours as well. So. In total, you're spending six to eight hours just to get in if you don't have that premiere pass and you have to be. Now, granted, if I wouldn't have known all that, I would have just got me my badge uh, regularly and mailed it. But, you know, the only way for me, since I'm military, is I had to go up in person and get it for the four days. But lesson learned, I'll spend a little bit of extra cash if I need to to just get the four-day pass and call it a day. Just so I can be fine with it. You know, I don't have to worry about it or anything like that. So, lesson learned. 
in advance. I could easily buy this past, obviously, I guess you can buy, what, six months out, maybe to a year out now after the after the one finish. So definitely going to be doing that from now on so that way I don't feel like I'm rushing and everything like that and everything. But outside of that, which is, you know, LionCon 2019, LionCon is going to be all over. LionCon was pretty interesting. <laughs> That's what it is. It was funny. People started tweeting LionCon. But other than that and waiting in the line, it was obviously amazing cosplay. People were dressed up as some some regular Americans TV shows. And then you even got like, I saw one of my favorite by far is the Monster Hunter guy who was dressed up as a, a character from Monster Hunter. Now, Monster Hunter characters don't have a name. They just can be whoever they want. But this guy dressed up as one who obviously is a master of slaying the Rapalos. And he looked dead on like a Monster Hunter character. It was amazing. It was pretty cool. I even saw somebody dressed up as a Toy Story guy, the little green soldiers. And he looked like them to the T. It was amazing. These people was there. I seen some couple of Brolies, which, you know, I was, it was pretty impressed. You know, I obviously got to get my body right if I want to dress up as Broly. Uh, everything like that. But for the most part, these guys, they really did their thing out there. They even had a, a like a little band that was out there um, with playing all types of anime opening and Mario levels and everything like that. And I kid you not, it was it was definitely a sight to see. And it was definitely fam- family friendly and everything like that. I saw people bringing their little kids and selling there. It was, it was cool. It was definitely cool to see all that and everything like that. Now, once I finally got in, now that's when the real magic begins. Now, before, like I said, I went to the Japan, Japan, Japan Expo, and when I got in, that place was huge. And now that was my very first time doing it with the, you know, Expo and so. So I didn't know how it works and everything like that. All I know is you pay money, you get in, and you see all these anime and little interview in the show. But what I didn't know. And what I want to redo when I get back into Japan for their expo is go to line up to talk to these, get to see these actors and voice actors and everything like that. Now, I did see a couple of them, but here in America, I finally understand why people do and why they line up. They go to see which one they really want to see. And I think it was very well organized. It was very well had enough room and everything like that. That I finally like, okay, so this is what they do. They go, they see the nice stuff, see people dressed up, but they also go to see, you know, previews of their favorite stuff or actually get to meet and greet their favorite actors and voice actors and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, now I finally understand the true concept of how the anime expo is supposed to be. Because before, I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was just, you know, you go, you see all the cosplay, you walk around these the big showrooms, buy stuff and play a couple of anime video games and call it a day. But clearly there's a lot more stuff. There was a lot of organized. There was even a part for after hours for 18 and up. You guys already know there's a lot 18 and up. Now, for those of you guys, just not just hentai. It was also uh, like little like character SmackDown, WWE SmackDown. I forgot what it called. Uh, I think it was WCF or something like that. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. If you guys who's listening to the podcast know, definitely go ahead and let me know what it was. But for the most part, they also had all types of stuff at night. They had pretty much every hour slotted 
on there. And that app was extremely helpful because you could have used, if you download the AX app, you can easily put in what you want and it keeps you track on your schedule and everything like that. The app had like a schedule, my favorite schedule and guests, news and social, where you can click on there and let you know what's going on on the news and social. You got the maps, the artist gallery, and you know, AX merchandise that you can pur- purchase from using the web. Well, not the web, but the app and everything like that. I will definitely recommend doing that on there. So, but I have to give a special shout out to my man, Batman Live 2002. If you're listening, man, hey, without you, I ain't going to lie, man. Hey, your boy would have been lost up there. I did run into Batman Live, ladies and gentlemen. We was just hanging out, kicking, talking, and he's definitely showed me the rope and opened up my eyes. And let's just say next year I learned my lesson and I will be doing what he did. And, and your boy's going to get the premiere pass because, or at least try to fight for one because I'd be damned. If I'm going back in that line again, don't get me wrong. It's fun being in line con, but definitely a lesson learned and definitely got to grow from it. But other than that, I would highly recommend people to go definitely check out any type of anime convention. And I also want to know what is a good anime convention to go check out. Cause I want to, I want to start traveling at one point to these different towns and check out these anime convention that be hosting and see what it's like. Cause I'm pretty sure I, I'm Grand Anime Expo. It's a big event. I'm pretty sure there's even ones that are bigger and better. So I want to know what else is there. So definitely, guys, let me know what it is and what else I can find. But that's pretty much it. Definitely, though, before I go and we go on about our day and our life, you definitely, definitely, definitely need to let your boy know what you guys thought about all these new anime premiere if you went or what um anime you're most excited looking forward to that is about the show and everything like that so stay tuned